You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greedy with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Coming through your airwaves on a Friday. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Shay Cornette, Amber Wilson filling in for Greeny on this TGIF. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Amber and I are rocking our college alma maters on our shirts today because it is the 18th annual College Colors Day. Celebrated by college fans across the country. Signifies the unofficial kickoff of the college football season. Week one is here. We are ready to go for a full slate of games tomorrow. It means we're rocking our alma maters colors. I got Indiana going. I don't know if you could see Amber, but she's got Florida going over there. Use the hashtag College Colors Day on social media to rep your college colors and share it in the excitement. I tried to take like an awkward selfie in my new sweatshirt and Amber is just, it didn't turn out well. So I'll have to take another well, one. Well, the people can just turn off the ESPN Plus. <laughs> exactly. They can see your sweatshirt in all of its glory. It's true. I will say though, I, it, so work like got us these new sweatshirts like for College Colors Day. I was so happy to get some new college gear, some new IU gear. I don't know about you, but I was like, man, I haven't had a new IU sweatshirt in a hot minute. I was excited to put this I, thing on. I love my sweatshirt. Uh, I mean, it's glorious. They're like beautiful that they sent us. They're amazing quality, all of that. I was super stoked. What was hilarious, though, is I told ESPN, hey, because they said, you know, what's your alma mater? Who are you repping? Hey, Gators through and through like diehard. Everybody in my family went to Florida generations back. And what showed up in the mail for me was a Georgia sweatshirt. Oh, shoot. And I thought somebody at ESPN was playing a joke. on me. No, that and is all the terrible. Schools. That is terrible. So my question is, Adrian Wojnarowski, our ESPN NBA insider here and on the Woj pod, are you wearing a St. Bonaventure sweatshirt today? You know what? I am. Look at that. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in the airport. I've got my big brown B on my <laughs> chest. I just asked my wife why she wasn't traveling with one today. So Good. Um, so we're yeah, all, so we're, I got mine on. We're all in this together. I, Amber's over there rooting for her Florida Gators, but I think the Bonnies and here my Hoosiers, we're more looking for the college basketball season. Um, okay. Woj, let's, uh, let's focus in on the big news that came down yesterday, and that's obviously the fact that Donovan Mitchell leaving the Utah Jazz going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, Unfortunately, I guess, I think is the word here. This has been more about the Knicks, it feels like, than the Cavs. So let's go to the Knicks side of things. Why weren't they able to get a deal done with Donovan Mitchell, which is what we thought was going to happen for the longest? Yeah, listen, they made an offer initially all the way back in July when these talks first started. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and and three unprotected first-round picks. And that was before Robinson. He was getting near his contract extension with New York. He, they would have had to do a sign-and-trade with him at that time. And so once he signed that contract, that deal was gone. It wasn't on the table very long because uh, they, they were nearing that deal with Robinson. But Utah didn't take that deal then. They wanted to go out in the marketplace, see what else was there. And, you know, fast forward all the way to Sunday, Monday, you know, they were getting close on terms. They weren't far off. Uh, but in the end, New York, I think New York just placed the value on what they thought the marketplace was for Mitchell, what else they thought was out there, what they didn't want to overpay. 
And <clears throat> again, a one unprotected pick, the inclusion of Quentin Grimes, you know, kind of some combination of deals there kept this deal from getting done on Monday. New York then agrees on the extension and finalizes the extension with RJ Barrett, which essentially pauses talks because now you have to structure a new deal. And I think the sense was New York would be able to come back to Utah, whether it was later this week or early next week and have time before training camp to get a deal done. Cleveland calls on Tuesday morning. They had the framework of a deal that they had been talking about for a couple weeks. And they went back to that framework and they got it done on Thursday. Uh, Utah then never called New York back to allow them to top that offer. And Donovan Mitchell is going to be a Cavalier. Yeah, well, you just alluded to it for a while there, at least from the outside looking in, it felt like the Knicks were bidding against themselves, which obviously you never want to do in negotiations. Then all of a sudden this deal gets done with Cleveland. Utah gets its three unprotected first rounders in this deal, which seems like what they wanted so desperately. Why does it seem like a surprise to all of us on the outside? Look at like, why wasn't there more discussion around Cleveland being in the mix? We've heard several other teams floated throughout this process, but not Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland and Utah did a good job of keeping those conversations under wraps. And, you know, Cleveland pulled out of talks on Friday. They had essentially this offer on the table. And when Utah hadn't accepted it, they didn't want to just hang around and really become leverage for the Knicks. I think Cleveland thought that there was a very good chance Donovan Mitchell would end up in New York. And... Leon Rose, the Knicks president, put a Monday night deadline on getting a deal done with Utah uh, that before they finalized, again, that extension with Barrett. And when that deal didn't get done Monday night, uh, Kobe Altman, the Cavaliers president, he was at the U.S. Open watch of Serena Williams. He saw our reporting that the Knicks deal, the Knicks talks with Utah had, had halted. And then Tuesday morning, he calls Justin Zanuck, the GM of the Jazz, and they get moving again on this deal. And, you know, sometimes relationships do matter. And, you know, Zanuck and Kobe Altman, they have done a lot of deals together. You go back through the years, you've seen a lot of Utah-Cleveland deals and trades. And they know how... uh, they know how to talk to each other. There's a trust level there, and I do think that helped. Now, ultimately, Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith, the, their owner, are the final decision makers. You know, But in a lot of cases like this, Zanuck, who's the general manager, is the one negotiating. He was the one I know that was talking with the Knicks, talking with other teams, and, and ultimately you know, Danny Ainge has to make the final decision. But I do think that relationship with Cleveland and Utah, I think it played some factor uh, in getting – that deal done and and uh and now you look at a very very talented and deep uh cleveland team that that probably has as many as four all-stars on it now. yeah no kidding talking to adrian warjanowski here right now on greenie on espn radio and on espn plus shay corna amber wilson filling in for greenie here on a friday afternoon obviously talking about the big news donovan mitchell now going to cleveland to go back to the next really quick Woj, what does this mean for that franchise going forward they have a ton of draft capital how do they utilize it They've got to wait for the next star player to become available. And it is rare that a player like Donovan Mitchell, 25 years old, a three-time all-star who's from New York, those players just don't become available. And that's where I think you have to measure 
uh, you're, you know, you have to measure, um, you know, how much you want to, how far you want to go with your assets to do a deal. It's always a balancing act. You're trying to do it for, uh, the, uh, of course, you're trying to do it for the least possible um, uh, uh, unloading of your players and picks, and that's part of the calculation. And so the Knicks now have to wait and see who is that next player that becomes available that they can get involved in, and, and maybe that's during the season, maybe that's next offseason. Mm-hmm. And certainly they added Jalen Brunson, uh, R.J. Barrett, 22 years old, and, and he'll certainly take – another step this season but you know you look at just their division in the east and you look at the teams who've gotten markedly better and teams new york's had to catch uh and i do think they're better with brunson and i think they'll be better with as some of their young guys get a year older but donovan mitchell would have been a franchise player for them would have been uh, a centerpiece and and that's the kind of player you need to start then attracting other players in two years when they might have cap space uh, you know, those are all the things you want to get into place. But uh, they do have a lot of picks. They have assets. But they've got to find a player of that caliber available again. And, and that doesn't come along very often. Well, which correct me if I'm wrong here, I want to go back to the Cleveland side of things for a moment. Because you'd mentioned there that there could be as many as four all-stars on this team. Obviously, this makes this team instantly better. But the way that Mitchell's contract is now from this trade, it's my understanding he can't sign the Supermax. So now we're talking about Donovan Mitchell potentially being available again in 2025. Most people saw this Cavs team as a young developing team. This feels like a win-now proposition then, right? Because of the way Mitchell's contract is? No, no. This is He's got three years left on his contract. He's got the player option on that fourth year. And so he can then do another big extension with them. This is a team with a lot of runway to win. Not, not only are they going to be good now, but you look at Jared Allen, who's just signed a long-term deal. Uh, Darius Garland just signed his max extension and and maybe the best of all of the players that were there evan mobley who if you redrafted his class might be the number one overall pick certainly and and he was outstanding for cleveland last year uh and only gonna i I think he's got all nba written all over him and so you know then you still got kevin love off the bench and karis lavert uh, Ricky Rubio comes back and will be coming off that knee injury. So uh, this is actually a Cleveland team that I think has a very long runway. And listen, you are always in the NBA with star players um, trying to keep them engaged, happy, but, but they're going to win. And I think that's something that uh, as much as anything, when you're in Cleveland, a small market, a non-destination market, you have to be selling winning and selling an organization that that is going to help you go deep in the playoffs and and, and get paid at a max level, all those things. And so I think Cleveland is really well positioned here to to be good for a very long time. Yeah, Uh, I couldn't agree more. And the East just keeps adding to their roster and getting deeper and deeper. So it'll be good and exciting, obviously, NBA season here. Adrian Wojnarowski, our NBA insider. As always, thanks for the insight, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. See ya, Woj. Um, All right. Again, that was Woj obviously clarifying, filling in, doing all the things in terms of that Donovan Mitchell trade. No longer is he a Utah Jazz member. He is now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and there was just a lot to unpack there. College football is back. Tune in Sunday night as LSU battles Florida State, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We turn our attention back to the NFL next, because Dak Prescott has a message for the people that are doubting the Cowboys. Plus, Trey Lance happened to have his old pet 
Kyle, Jimmy G back. Of course he is. You'll hear it all next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Previously on Greeny. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons are each individually highly motivated. Durant, because when you cut through all of the other nonsense that goes with him, he's one of the greatest players that ever lived and burns to be great. I think the Nets are a legitimate championship contender as currently constituted. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. I am not greeny. Amber is not greeny. Uh, Shay Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for greeny here on a Friday. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies Advisors today at 877-ASK-DELL. Breaking news on quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo from ESPN's Adam Schefter. They gave Jimmy Garoppolo a restructured one-year deal, assures that he's in San Francisco this season, and includes a no-trade clause, no-franchise clause. Right, so Jimmy G stays put in San Francisco. And while this isn't, I guess, the most surprising news in the world, it's definitely not the one that we thought we saw we would see coming. I mean, I'll tell you, last Sunday, Amber, I was picking every other place that I thought Jimmy G would be suitable, um, considering he wasn't even handed a playbook. And so now he's got to get up to speed. Not hard to do for a franchise that he's worked for for the last couple of years. And obviously, Trey Lance is happy to have his old buddy back. Here's Trey Lance, the 49ers' new starting quarterback. I think it says everything. I think that it's incredibly important um, when it's... 
you know, it's not my decision. It's an organization decision. Um, but when they told me, and I, you know, I knew, like I said, Jimmy's been on the, the roster on the team this whole entire time. So obviously, I knew it was a possibility to bring him back. Um, and there's been no bad blood at all between me and Jimmy since since day one. So I was all, all arms open, excited to have him back. All right. So Amber, this isn't surprising to me at all, considering Jimmy G. I think has been a class act throughout this entire mess. There are not many starting quarterbacks who have led their teams to the Super Bowl and to far in the postseason year after year that would sit back and let that franchise just basically say you're not good enough year in and year out. Go ahead in the draft, give away all these draft picks, move up to take a quarterback, have a guy learn behind you, and then ultimately say he's going to be the starter. And then yet still, he sticks around and handles it with class and with business. And so for Trey Lance to tell everyone he's happy to have him back and there's no bad blood between them, not surprised in the least bit. And now the Niners not only have a happy and fully loaded quarterback room, but they've got some serious insurance here to hopefully go back to the place that they're accustomed to going, and that is the postseason. I'm not surprised that he told us that publicly because that's what you say. I'd be very, very surprised if it's even one iota true, Shay, because I don't believe this at all. Now, they might have a fine relationship. I'm not saying there's bad blood between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, but it doesn't matter how much you like your coworker. When you've taken over that coworker's position that you've dreamed of having, you don't still want that coworker by the, behind you breathing down your neck, which is exactly what's going to be happening here with Jimmy Garoppolo. This is bad news for Trey Lance. This is frankly terrible news for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is about to take over a team. He's going to have stumbles. He's a quarterback that has very little NFL experience and frankly, very little collegiate experience as well. He hasn't played a ton of football. We haven't seen it a ton as a starter. Now he's about to be a starter for an entire season when he starts stumbling and that schedule gets brutal week seven and beyond when he starts stumbling there the temptation will be from the coaching staff to go back to the guy who they know can get them to a Super Bowl because he's done it before the class act as you mentioned in Jimmy Garoppolo that would be going backwards Trey Lance is going to feel that pressure he's already going to feel the pressure of trying to lead a team that's a well-built team outside of that position into a postseason run now he's got Jimmy Garoppolo to deal with as well hey pressure is a privilege and if Trey Lance doesn't like this he should go talk to Jordan Love because he's lucky he even gets this opportunity if they start chanting for Jimmy Garoppolo let me say this too Niners fans are not like Eagles fans okay like they're patient they're level headed (laughs) no offense but it's not going to be that quick of a trigger I don't think however yeah like that is exactly true like they're going to be chanting for Garoppolo when things start to get rocky and sorry dude that's just what comes to the territory of being an NFL starting quarterback you're lucky you're even in this position and this franchise gave up so much to get you that they're giving you the opportunity as early as they are let's move on to the Cowboys because Dak Prescott says he is ready for the season to begin uh, it's all excitement. It is, it is. It's truly a privilege to be the quarterback of this team, to be a leader of the, these guys, uh, offense, defense, this coaching staff that we have. Um, and, yeah, especially with everything being said about us, said, you know what I mean, the lack of what we have is keep writing, keep talking, we're ready to go play. All right. I, 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 that sounds great. And Dak always says the right thing. That's why he's the perfect quarterback to lead the Cowboys because he's always so positive and uplifting and, and knows exactly how to, how, to, how to talk to the media. However, um, the things we're talking about are very real concerns for the Cowboys. Your, your, your receiving core is depleted and you have only one receiver now on this roster who's cut a touchdown pass from, from Dak Prescott. That would be CeeDee Lamb, who in the past has had issues with drops. On top of that, Ezekiel Elliott, who's supposed to be your main back, obviously, has stumbled the last few seasons. And now you're going to have to lean more on a guy like Tony Pollard, in my opinion. And your offensive line is beat up and you're bringing in a, a, a veteran, an old veteran, and a guy like Jason Peters. Well, 
to at least meet with the team and hopefully provide you some depth because of how depleted that O-line is. Those are real concerns if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, on that line, Tyron Smith hasn't played a full season since 2015. A once elite yes. O-line. I mean, we saw the decline of it last season. When it's a decline, it's a problem. It's just injuries. That's one thing, but it feels like that O-line is past its prime, so to speak. That's problematic for the quarterback. That's problematic for that running back position. I have a hard time believing that Zeke is just going to bounce back in a contract year. We heard the comments mm-hmm. from Jerry Jones, Shay, that that offense is still going to run through Zeke. I'm yeah. not sure Cowboys fans want to hear of that. I feel like they'd rather that offense run through Tony Pollard when we're talking about the backfield anyways. I mean, I guess the reason Dak is so excited, and this I understand, this component, this is the first full healthy offseason that he's had since 2019. It's been years. He had the holdout. He had the injuries. And so he's coming into the season fully healthy, fully ready to go. I believe him from that perspective. But... You and I are going to sit here and continue to talk about the deficiencies of of the Dallas Cowboys, no matter how ready Dak says that they are. I mean, it doesn't help, too, that we've got people on these airwaves that will go unnamed that think like the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl over the the Cowboys even winning the NFC East. I mean, everyone's drinking the Eagles Kool-Aid, and that does not bode well for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's go to the Dolphins, because Mike McDaniel says that... Tua Tungo-Vailoa has been named a team captain, and it is the biggest deal in the world. I think it says everything. I think that's incredibly important um, when it's uh, done with the right reasons, with the right intent. And that was, um, you know, the only the only thing that I gave the players was like, who do you want representing you each and every game? Who do you want to wear the C and understand what that C means on your jersey? And I think it speaks volumes on um, where he's at with the team. Amber, I'll let you have this one because I feel like I've been negative. Go ahead. You've been very negative. You were very (laughs) negative during the break, very fired up. I feel like I should let you have this one, though, because right now, listen, in full transparency, I am a Miami Dolphins fan. Right now, Mike McDaniel can do no wrong. Now, he will do wrong when they start losing games, Shay. This whole thing, this love affair right now that we all have with Mike McDaniel is, of course, only as far as your record is going to take you. And so right now, there's a lot of optimism. Obviously, we know all the offseason moves that they made around Tua. They put him in the position for success. I guess now he's a captain. All that matters here is that they go out and they actually get dubs. And they make a postseason. That's what they have to do. They have to make a postseason. Let me tell you what I could care less about in the world. Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, being named a captain. I could care less. It's not like a kicker being named the captain or something. Seriously. It's the quarterback. It's not a rookie. Like a rookie even. I'd be like, even a rookie. I'd be like, Okay, that's kind of news. Uh, sure, because he's a rookie and he's already lead. The quarterback who's been around for multiple years, we're talking about wearing a C on his jersey as if this is Pop Warner football? Stop. This whole thing about Mike McDaniel going on a diatribe about how great it is and how it says everything about who the Miami Dolphins are because Tua Tungavailoa is now the captain. I mean, We need more to do, honestly. The, the Miami <laughs> Dolphins need more to do. This is the, the lowest common denominator in terms of a headline today that I I could possibly read the fact that the quarterback named Tua Tungavailoa is the captain. Stop! I, I, I hate that we even got to. They have to actually make a postseason and then actually win a game in a postseason. Thank you. For the first time let's, in decades. So let's, let's do that. Mike. I'd rather have Tyree Tyree Kill over here dogging the Chiefs because that at least that at least has been more of a storyline that I could ride on board with and critique than Tua Tungavailoa having a C on his jersey. My goodness! All right, coming up here on Greeny, what can we expect from Lincoln Riley at USC? We are right on the precipice of week one in college football as it all takes place tomorrow. That is next.
Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greeny all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greeny passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Amber Wilson, Shay Cornette filling in for Greeny. On a jam-packed Friday, we're getting set for college football week one. Last night, we had a good little teaser, I think, to week one in college football. Pitt beat West Virginia 38-31. to That was a big game, obviously. Uh, the backyard brawl, if you will. Um, and so now we get we get we get excited for a full slate on Saturday, week zero behind us, that Thursday night behind us, and now Saturday is upon us. And we were talking earlier, Amber and I, about the games that we obviously have circled and what we're excited to see. And one of the games we did not mention uh, is USC. Now USC is going to play Rice. Okay, it, it's not like a highlight. It's not like USC going up against I don't know Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley's former school, or something like that. But nonetheless, USC has created a lot of buzz because I, this is the first time we've seen something like this. Lincoln. 
Lincoln Riley leaving in, a, in his prime, if you will, at Oklahoma, going um, going to USC, bringing players with him. We've got the whole NIL situation now, and there's a lot of hype behind USC, not to mention in the offseason. We learned that USC and UCLA are going to become part of the Big Ten. This is kind of the swan song for the Pac-12, and they have got a big opening weekend that conference does in terms of the teams that they get to play outside of the conference. And so what does this mean for USC going up against Rice? Yes, a cupcake, but an opportunity for fans to see Lincoln, Lincoln Riley rather in action, Amber. I think it also means that USC is relevant again, right? I mean, this is the most that I've talked about USC in a long time. And that's the expectation when Lincoln Riley walks into your program. We know what he can do with those offenses. We know what he can do with Heisman Trophy winners. And you saw what he's done in terms of recruiting in the transfer portal already. He's able to flip four-star cornerback recruits. He's able to scoop up you know, a top quarterback in Caleb Williams on the transfer market, Jordan Addison. So that's the sort of attention that this new coaching staff brings to USC. And with that attention, of course, Shay, comes some expectation. I'm one who thinks it's a little bit premature and a little mm-hmm. early, even though we're talking about a lot of transfers on this USC team that will have more of a veteran presence. Still, an entirely new look here for Southern California. And so I think that USC fans might be a little bit more patient, might have to be a little bit more patient than they're willing to be, but there's reason to be hopeful for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I really think that that's what brings so much excitement and attention to this program. I agree. So USC again at home, they're going to take on rice. Um, But this is again, a good weekend for the PAC 12 because UCLA is in action. Oregon's going to go up against the national champs in Georgia. We're going to see that Arizona is going to face uh, San Diego State, Utah going up against your alma mater. You're rocking the Florida Florida sweatshirt today. Utah's ranked seventh. So yeah, you meant to say it was going to be a very bad weekend it's, for the 12 is what you actually meant to say. I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> it's going to be a bad weekend. But an opportunity for them to have a very good weekend. Really quick, back to USC. USC has an opportunity this year, not only because of all the things we laid out. And yes, we've been talking a lot, a lot about it. And you said this isn't going to be a flash in the pan. This might take two years to kind of get this thing right. But I mean, they, they don't play a ranked opponent until October 15th. And that would be Utah, who's now ranked seventh. And who knows where that goes after week one when they do play Florida. So they've got an opportunity here to kind of get things right and get situated and settle in more so than a lot of other programs do with a new coach. For example, like Notre Dame, who has to face Ohio State in week one. Like Lincoln Riley has the opportunity to go out against a Rice team week one and then Stanford and Fresno State following that and try and figure things out. So that obviously would bode well for not only the conference and I think you're right. I think college football as a whole, it's just better when teams like USC, Notre Dame, Miami are back in the fold and back at the top of our mind. You know what I mean, Amber? And that's a conference that needs it. I mean, let's not pretend. I think like part of this conversation comes down to also what's been happening with conference expansion and this idea that there's going to end up being just two super conferences and sort of everybody else, right? And the Pac-12 is obviously a conference squarely in that conversation with a program like USC, and we know what's happened there. And so now you're talking about a USC team that's still there in the Pac-12 right now as things stand with these conferences able to make an impact you hope again under Lincoln Riley and, and able to bring that attention and you're talking about a team that had a 4-8 and eight finish last season so 
a dramatic turnaround, I think, is a reasonable expectation. I just think that we're still a little ways removed from expecting Lincoln Riley to actually win a national championship or maybe even make a college football playoffs right now or a real run. But I do think a turnaround. But what is a turnaround when you were four and eight at the end of the season? Correct. Let's hear from Keyshawn Johnson, obviously a USC alum, on how USC could potentially crash the college football playoff party. USC, because they got a lot of talent, just like Alabama went out in the portal, USC went out in the portal, and they grabbed a number of talented players off other rosters that were certainly playing well, contributing to those teams, and they decided to leave to come to USC. If they can put it together and and take this first couple weeks, well, maybe not Stanford in the second week, because Stanford certainly is a different type of program, but if they can start to get on the page and take advantage of the situation and use Rice as a tune-up game and get all the kinks out before they move on to Stanford, they certainly can wind up putting themselves in great position as the Pac-12 season gets underway. Yeah, because again, they don't play a ranked opponent until Saturday, October 15th, so they've got some time to figure things out and that obviously bodes well for Lincoln Riley and this new cast of characters that they have there in Southern California. I'm not sure that was the most objective take I've ever heard from Keyshawn Johnson when it comes to these USC Trojans, right? I understand his excitement, though. The problem is that at some point they still do have to play Notre Dame and they still do have to play Utah and they still do have to play Arizona and Arizona State. I mean, we end up getting, obviously, a tougher schedule as you move forward down USC's schedule, but certainly things early on work out well for Lincoln Riley and trying to get this team where we expect that they're going to be early in the season. Yep, I agree. Not an objective take, but you know, we, we've already been talking about our alma, our alma maters today a lot because it is Campus Colors Day and that's why she's wearing a Florida sweatshirt and I'm wearing an Indiana shirt. You're listening to Greedy on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, time for Who You Got here. We do it on Greeny all the time, and for that, we bring in Bubba. Bubba, let's go. All right, here we go. First question. Jimmy G remains on the 49ers, as we were just talking about, but the question is, how many games will he start this year? Who you got? Amber, you go first. Jimmy G will end up starting. Oh, man. Oh, I hope he starts none because I hope that they do the right thing there and truly turn over the keys to the kingdom to Trey Lance because that is what their plan was. And Jimmy Garoppolo's presence shouldn't disrupt that plan, barring some sort of major injury to Trey Lance. And so, of course, I'm not rooting for that either. Now, I think that temptation is going to be too great. I said that schedule gets really, really brutal after week seven. So I could see Jimmy Garoppolo starting the second half of the season but man, I hope they don't. So I'm going to say zero because I just really hope Kyle Shanahan and his staff make the right decision there. Uh, this is such a good question, Bubba, because I, I, I want to say zero, like Amber. Like I, I don't want this controversy for Jimmy G or Trey Lance, especially because I think the Niners somehow find a way every single year and they know how to do it, especially in that division or in games that matter, for example, like against the Packers. However, um, I think this is a situation where we're going to see both quarterbacks. And we're going to see a lot of them. I'm going to say I'm going to say seven games and I think Jimmy G might might take over after the bye week. I don't know. I'm going to say that's a lot of games, wow. but I think he I think he becomes the starter for this Niners team later on in the season. 
I like it. All right, let's move to college. And uh, as you're talking about the college, I got my, my Fordham shirt on, so I'd like to get a shout out to the Fordham Rams. Let's Cla- go. Class of 06, great, great guys over there. So which team outside of the top four right now in the AP could make the college football playoff? We've got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. So which team outside of that top four do you think can make the college football playoff? Um. All right. Outside the top four is uh. Hmm. I'll throw Texas A and M at you. Yeah, that's a good one. I think Texas A and M could be that's that team that one. ends up making the college football playoffs. We know what they've done in terms of recruiting there. Uh, certainly, that has upset Nick Saban. I think that you're talking about them ending. You know, spring ball looking great. Not that that always matters. There's a lot of excitement about some of their transfers as well when we're talking about that transfer portal. So I think in you know. Jimbo's fifth season. This could be this could be the time. Yeah, that they're able to make waves here. I, I, I like that pick. Uh, God, do I go with a Pac-12 school just to like give them a little bit of love? Do I go Oregon here just because the opportunity that presents himself, man? I'm going to go Oregon. I'm going to I'm going to go Oregon and outside the realm of possibilities and go Pac-12 because I just don't see the college football playoff committee giving three SEC teams into the postseason. I don't think there's any way that Alabama misses it. And then if Georgia's in the thick of it and at Texas A&M, I think they would do one or the other. So I think they would go Georgia. So anyways, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to go. Oregon. I don't know how, how close that is. Bubba, what's next? I, right. got, I got nervous, by the way, Bubba, that you were about to ask us about your alma mater. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm like, he's going to ask me a Ford Ford I'm like, oh, Ford no, I'm Googling Fordham football. <laughs> yeah, well, Vince, Vince Lombardi, you may have heard of him. Um, uh, Chase Edmonds, too, now, come on. To be, yeah, they, they're all over the place. Uh-huh. All over the place. I think might be overstating it a town, but well, s- Settle down. <laughs> what, what are you more excited about? Aaron Judge going for 61 or Pujols going for 700? Oh, you got? Let me take this one. I, Pujols going for 700. And this is coming from a Cubs fan, people. Okay, so this is saying something. Um, f- f- for a lot of different reasons, I'm excited for this because I don't know that we're ever going to see another seven home run, 700 home run hitter again. Guys don't play in the amount of games that Pujols has played for this long. And if you look at the list of guys behind him, active leaders, they're all guys that are older and aren't close. And so what Pujols is doing um, to me is history and it might be the last time we ever see it. So I am most excited about Albert Pujols. Awesome for Aaron Judge and the Yankees, really, and I hope this means he's staying put in New York forever because he has to, and I can't imagine him in any other uniform besides pinstripes, and they pay him all the money he wants. But man, I am rooting for Pujols to get to that 700 and eclipse that number. Aaron Judge is 30 years old. Aaron, call me when you're 40, and then I'll be impressed, right? Because (laughs) that's what Albert Pujols is doing here. Well into his 40s, at 42 years old, the Pujols record would be so much more impressive to me if he's able to get this done now. And also, I think so much more fun that he's still out there, still playing and exceeding expectations now all of the sudden, by the way, which I think we're all shocked by. So yes, I, I, I will buy into the Pujols record. Baba. Maybe hits it. All right, as we talked about earlier, Russell Wilson got his big new contract, and his wife, Sierra, made sure to congratulate him on Twitter. Thought that was a little weird. So what do you think? People congratulating their spouses. You go in person, or do you think you should do it on Twitter? Who you got? Okay. You're asking the wrong person here because I feel like Jordan and I, Jordan is my husband, Cornette, same last name. We both work at ESPN, and we are constant, not constantly, I shouldn't say that. I don't, Amber could tell me. I don't think we're like annoying like that, but I feel like we post about each other a lot, like accolades that we have or things happening in our life, or I'll share like a promo for a show 
Joey's on or whatever. And I it's spousal support. So I fully agree <laughs> with with Sierra doing this. She loves her husband and she's like happy for him and wants to tell the world. It's okay as long as it's not like every single day, every minute of the day. I think it's all right. Amber, what do you think? Spousal support has a very different meaning for a divorce attorney. Uh, some people call it alimony. <laughs> but I, I would say that uh, this is an awkward take by me since Shay is sitting here and that her and Jordan do that. And they're adorable. Okay. They're adorable. They're wonderful. When it comes to Sierra and Russell, though, why don't you just like turn to him and tell him like, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you, boss. But this is what we do in 2022. Sierra needed everyone, her millions of followers to know, I guess, that she was proud of her husband. I feel like we could have all guessed she was proud of her husband. No, by the fact that, you know, he did get the big contract. She did go on, though, I think, to praise him, say he's the hardest worker she's ever known. And those are very nice things we do appreciate in 2022, the public displays of affection. And that's what's happening here. Does it even really count, Bubba, if it doesn't happen on Twitter? Okay, see, like I knew you were going to say that at the end there, Amber. Uh, like, And let me just be clear. I am not posting about my husband like getting a $250 million contract extension. Well, hold on. Here. If you did, if ESPN get, like, if you did, I would not be mad at you. I'd be like, yep, reasonable behavior. Okay, exactly. Okay, so they get exactly my point. So it's okay. Like, he has worked really hard to get to this point, and I think it's nice that she is supporting him in this. Although, I will say this. I don't know that we're giving them the benefit of the doubt because sometimes they can be annoying on social media. Maybe is that why? Maybe that's why. I think that's it. I'm going to lean towards that more so than anything else. Bubba, you got another one? Yeah, we got one more. Speaking of Twitter, we were talking about this before the show and last night, Twitter is working on an edit button. Are you a fan? Are you happy about this? Who you got? Finally! The moment we've all... Why did it take this long? I mean, seriously, do you know how many tweets I've had to delete and go back and fix after like some random follower has told me I'm a moron because I mistyped something? Like, this is what I've been waiting for for so long from Twitter. This might get me more active on the old bird, on old Twitter. Instagram's had one. Facebook has had one. I have no idea why Twitter's been dragging their feet on this. We all want an edit button. Quite literally everybody. Get it done. What is... I don't even understand the negative side of having an edit button. Like, to me, this just makes so much sense. Bubba, good job with who you got. Love it. Amber, it has been so fun hanging out with you, as it always is, here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hopefully, I'll talk to you soon. Go Hoosiers. Go Gators. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greedy on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.